you know, with all the talk of the country, you know, just kind of being frozen over, just record lows throughout the entire country. You know, Texas included, man. 72 degrees here today, man. I mean, like, it's so cold that, like... Chilly. I I, I had to, you know, put on the long sleeve shirt today. I went Um, from a t-shirt to a light hoodie. (laughs) Yeah. You know, even Texas itself, you know, lots lots of controversy with Texas freezing over and, you know, certain certain government officials going to Cancun or anything. But, you know, with all these, Who? you know, freeze, what? Freeze. Cancun. What? Do people, people travel outside of this country? Who I know. Sh- look at that. A, a, a Mexican fleeing from the United States <laughs> to Mexico. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, with all these freezing temperatures, you know, in the, in the world or in, in the country, at least, you know, we should all be jealous that Rush Limbaugh found a warm place to go. Oh, this past week. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about that son of a bitch a little bit later we, you know what's great is like you and daniel obviously unfortunately grew up with rush limbaugh but i didn't and so like i i don't know all of well you don't i mean well everything dad, I guess. I, is I, your I dad kind of like a conservative radio no, guy no no nobody you know, he's i like knew a conservative man Nobody I knew ever listened to Rush Limbaugh. I've just heard the clips throughout the years. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I know he's he, he was he was pretty terrible of a human, a gigantic being. piece of shit. Yeah. Yes, and um, but I but, but then I went like ten years without even knowing that he existed, and then all, out of nowhere, Trump's like the International Medal of Freedom for Rush Limbaugh, <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? I thought is that guy still a thing? Like, I didn't even know that until twenty. 2017 or 18 well, you, know, you know people like my dad enable him i know people who are not well i guess there are people worse than my dad you know people worse than my dad continue to enable him and give him and give him a platform and you know not, even not someone that we follow you know a uh, uh, buddy nielsen gives him a platform this, <laughs> this past true. week too but we'll talk a little bit about that in that new song a little bit later we are giving him a platform right now we sure are you know yeah. and i'm sure that man is listening to this episode as we speak and very yes. much appreciating the shout out to him yes. and his show. <laughs> the very alive, non-hypocritical man is checking out the Skinny with Mike and Adam this week. Speaking of the Skinny with Mike and Adam, how have you been this week, Adam? It's been another exciting, iceless week. I had my 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 three days of snow, and I was just like, I've had enough of this. And then, you know, I, <laughs> I came back down, and it's been nothing but beautiful weather since uh, that that horrid horrid event three <laughs> three weeks ago now. Um, and then uh, and, and then and then my wife's birthday was was yesterday. Oh my gosh, she's, that was like this past Saturday. I know she's finally old enough for us to get married. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. So and, when's the big day? We, well, we're going to consummate it first, and then oh, we're going to consummate it first. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like Whoa. the en- the end of May, like the last weekend in May. Are you busy that weekend? Because I think we're going to throw something together. Uh, uh, I, I I think I might be a little bit. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> have to. Let me see with my wife and see if I'm busy that day. I don't know. <laughs> I was saying, I mean, you know, COVID shots and whatnot. Uh, yes, you know, you, uh, you, crossing probably, our fingers. You'll probably be free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, happy birthday to your wife. We got we got together this past weekend. Had a, had had a bit of merriment. Had some cake. Had some. We 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 got together and jacked it. 
Oh yeah, we, we, we were jacking Jackbox. it hardcore. We were. <laughs> my daughter's finally old enough to participate in the jacking. Like, <laughs> like, like she's she's good at it now. I mean, it's pretty amazing to see her like just just mature right before our eyes. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not it, you know, it, 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 but in certain games, she just writes the word poop over and over again and I just know. expects expects points. Well, like, no, 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 it was cute the first time you did it, like, you know, several months ago, but I'm not giving you points anymore, little girl. <laughs> She's still learning what jacking it really is. I mean, this is That's like true. some of her first experiences with jacking it. So um, we have to be, we have to be careful and, 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 and not, uh, don't rush her. Right. You know? Right. Not tear down her spirit. Her, let her go at her own pace. You know, <laughs> hopefully someday she can teach others how to jack it. Uh, you know, very, very Keep easily. in mind, she is seven. You know, that's about, the, that's about the age that most kids learn, how, learn what jacking it is. You know, <laughs> I'm talking about Jackbox, by the way, folks, the very popular party game, Jackbox. <laughs> what? Wait, what, don't, do you, what do you, please, what are you don't, please don't report us to this, to, to anybody. I, we don't want to be on a list. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard of jackbox what adam we've got a lot of show oh, to get through we have come full circle baby full Did, welcome circle. to episode 0360 that's right episode 360 i did a 360 once on a on a, on a skateboard that was a long Ooh. long long time ago nice. <laughs> oh, i'm sorry i don't think i'll ever do it again but uh yeah but this week's well we're going to be doing episode 360 something adam has been looking forward to do for, to doing for several um weeks now and uh you know well, and can you explain what we'll be doing a little bit later in the show adam well i mentioned it last week for those of you who follow us re- religiously but uh yes for I, those of you who didn't who, who, who didn't bother to watch along with the movie commentary because that's a little too weird for the show but thank <laughs> you for tuning in anyway that was pretty cool i appreciate you people hanging in there on that that experiment that we yeah. did. So I don't know how everybody responded to it, but something the, I've been wanting to do for a long time is because, you know, yeah. it's, it's just our fun little show. We just do this for fun. And, you know, it's a movie we both love. So why not have, you know, the, the audience who, you know, who, who, who is nice enough to join us every week, uh, join along as well. Jacking it. Anyway. Jack- um, <laughs> um, so yes, uh, every, what, four years or so, I would go back and listen to episode one of this why you would do that but okay just to remind myself what we shouldn't be doing but then that's a good point yeah i can just (laughs) i can just listen to other people's podcasts and do that too but anyway um (laughs) i I thought it was interesting some of the things we discussed because obviously it's only been eight and three quarters years since that time but but holy moly has our lives changed like a thousand percent in that brief period of time. I don't even know that mic anymore. No. Oh my gosh. And if, and if you listen to it, your voice, I, I don't know that mic anymore either. You're like, hi guys, welcome to the skinny with Mike and Adam. My name is Mike. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Michael from California. <laughs> Hello. I'm here with my good friend, Adam. <laughs> yes. Hello, it's me, Adam. <laughs> I, am, I am Adam from California. <laughs> so like, it, 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 I, I don't know where your balls were in 2012, but they've, they've successfully made it to where they were supposed to go. They were in my ex-wife's purse. Oh, oh snap. Unbelievable. <laughs> so I, I just thought I would dissect that episode, um, bring up key points that we discussed, talk about little things that might be different about things we discussed back then, now oh. in the present, and just for shits and grins, uh, relive the uh, the beginning of this show. I mean, 
I, I, we, we've run out of ideas on every <laughs> 50th episode and we're not going to have like big giant things like we did back in the 200s. The, you know, those yeah. are the, good, the good old days. But <laughs> whenever we end up doing episode 400, we should do it. We should, we should do a rap battle with one of our, mm. with one of our sister podcasts in Massachusetts. That's, <laughs> that's one original idea we should do. We should try it no, again. Maybe we'll get, we'll get the microphones to work this time. But oh, don't even, anyway, don't even joke anyway. around like that. Come I on. Know. Mike's still but traumatized the, from that. Yeah, but the, oh yeah, the, yeah. This this will be fun because we haven't revisited the, anything from the and this is that was prior to when we were like a, a you know primarily a music podcast too. We were just kind of figuring out the show, figuring out what we wanted to do for the show. It was supposed to be a general news like pop culture right show or whatever, and then we just kind of been like right. this isn't fun. We and we only have fun when we talk about music, so let's just right. do that. I so, think it, be- it it was uh, it was. It wasn't that way for very long. As you'll notice in episode one, there's a lot more music that uh, is discussed. Yeah, but anyway. Because Adam asked me not to listen to uh, episode one, which I did not do. And I also, if even if he had me, even if he had asked me to do it, I'd be too afraid to do it because I am that neurotic about there's, my own performance. And There's a cringe like factor. The cringe ooh. factor is off the charts. I'll just there's, leave it at that. Ooh. Ooh, I can't wait to hear all about that. So please tune in, uh, uh, please tune in, folks, and thank you for joining us on this week's episode. We have a couple of new songs and new album announcements to talk about. Again, we'll be talking about a little bit of, I guess, the big news of the week is uh, is kind of a little bit of virtue signaling by one Buddy Nielsen, who loves the virtue signal. So we'll 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 get to that a little bit. And of course, we got some albums that we've been talking about. Uh, we've been checking out this past week, including the new one from. Uh, nothing nowhere we got our initial thoughts uh, we'll share our final thoughts on next week's episode uh, and also tune into next week's episode we'll be doing a track by track review of architects uh, to those uh, that wish to exit uh, to exist <laughs> i gotta stop doing that because like i'm just confusing myself no. at this point <laughs> if we change if we change our mind on which album to review next week is that okay there might be other albums that are more you know pertinent and to our interests there are yes because uh you know this 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 coming friday if you're listening to the show on monday or you know this week or whatever like you know little oblivions by julian baker also comes out and uh yeah i I, if i'm being honest i would much rather i feel like even though i haven't heard the album we didn't get an early copy because i have no idea who that label is or who to contact about an early copy but uh like you know, we didn't listen to it, but I, I I have a feeling we'd have a lot more to talk about for that album. But uh, but you know, we got Epitaph was nice enough to send us a early copy of for those who wish to exist. So I think we owe it to them to do a track by track album, track by track review. Damn you, Brett Geritz! <laughs> I owe you so much. I know you you've you've dedicated you. so many episodes to Brett Geritz, right? I know it's like forty five minutes of music total, but it was what nineteen albums altogether. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It just, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> Uh, before that, before we dive into the show, folks, uh, I wanted to remind you guys that you can interact with us on various pages. Uh, for the mean, in the meantime, you can uh, contact us over at Facebook at facebook.com/slash skinny with Mike and Adam. Keep in mind, we are in the process of sunsetting our Facebook page, uh, so so uh, we would like to ask our listeners who would so wish to go check out our Discord page. And you can find the, you can find the pro, you can find the open invite on Discord to this in the description of this episode, whether whether you're checking it out on your phone, on your desktop, or wherever you're checking out this podcast, uh, please check the description and join our Discord. And we have we have a lot of fun over there. We you know 
the 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 active users that are on there they are quite active and we have a good time we we love to joke around and share share music and share songs and share music news stories so please join us we, we'd love to have you over there, there you uh, if you want to talk always, to me you can always turn off the notifications if you need to if you're like adam i'm sure you very oh, much no. enjoy no i oh. enjoy the notifications but oh, okay uh, you, know, you can turn them off so that's that you're true. not bombarded yes. by by silliness at times correct yeah lush <laughs> not me baby I, I look forward to getting bombarded by silliness. Uh, if you'd like to talk to me personally, I'm over on Instagram at instagram.com slash Mike Wears Prada. And if you'd like to send us a good old fashioned email, that's at the skinny with Mike and Adam at gmail.com. So with that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump right into the show. We got a couple of news topics before we get before we go and check out this brand new podcast from 2012 called The Skinny with Mike and Adam. But, uh, but first, this shit. <laughs> I know you're out there, somewhere out there. Why'd you have? Why'd you have? Why'd you have to go with me, so buddy? Girl, I want you to me. I'm gonna go. I'm on fucking Why'd TV. Why'd you have to go with me, so buddy? Like you. you gonna leave me? I'm gonna go. I'm on fucking it's TV. Break the ground. Break the ground. Uh, so very, uh, uh, we got a bit of a surprise announcement this past week from Manchester Orchestra. That's a mm. band that you and I enjoy. You know, I, I got into them early 2011 with, um, well, what, what album number was that? That was album number three, Simple Math. Uh, I saw their performance on The Late Show with David Letterman. They performed the title track. No, they actually performed Virgin, actually, the song, uh, one of the singles off of there. But um, uh, but I fell in love with that song. I, I, as soon as I saw that performance, I checked out the album, and it ended up being one of my favorites of the year, and one of my favorites of all time, to be honest. Me and, too. Uh, Me yeah. too. Not too long, not you know, a few years later when we were doing this show, you went to a checkout. I think that was kind of building up to uh, Black Mouth of the Service in 2017. You mm-hmm. went back and checked out uh, all five of their albums, Adam, and you greatly enjoyed them as well. I think I did, or at least the four that were there. <laughs> I think I went up to Cope right right before uh, Black Mile came out. So, All right, um, and we checked yeah. and we checked that out together when that when that album came out. Yeah, that 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 album, if I remember correctly, Ooh. that was pretty high on our um, um, honorable mentions. I believe it was definitely a top twenty album for me. It seems like a long time ago. It's been almost four years, I guess. Yeah, I guess but, so. Uh, well, there's six album. Uh, the uh, oh my gosh, I uh, the million masks of God that's mm. going to be coming out on april 30th right around the corner Holy and they announced boy. that of course with a first single called bedhead that sounds very much like manchester orchestra so i'm hoping that the the full album kind of gives us a little bit you know kind of pushes the boundaries of what the because i know andy hall very creative very artistic uh, musician there and i i know that he's capable of kind of pushing the weird factor and i feel like at album six we should be there at this point but uh Maybe this, maybe this is like kind of like the quote unquote safe single to kind of mm. you know reel in the fans. So I'm hoping that Million Masks of God is uh, going to blow us away. I'm you know, as, admittedly, um, I don't, I haven't had, we haven't had like at least on my from my perspective, like we haven't had like a home run album. I know we're just in February right now, but um, we haven't had a home run album as of yet. So hoping those are right around the corner. And uh, you know, yeah, what's your hype factor for? A million masks of God. I ha- well, I haven't listened to this band since 2017, but uh, my mm. hype. So that's where my hype is. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> tentative hype. It's like I know I like them. I just don't really remember why at this point. For their beautiful orchestral 
a a a subtle music music and, oh yeah yeah yes. for the, the fact that they're from manchester and they have mm. a full orchestra in the band right at manchester atlanta yes <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely yeah they're 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 a pretty unique like indie rock band and they they they, they, they kind of dabble in like in like emo and shoegaze and and uh of course indie and alternative rock a little in, in, in some songs like even like arena rock too so mm. they, they, you know they, they dip their toes in a little bit of everything and i'm this is one of my kind of low-key favorite bands so mm-hmm. look anything they put out i'm really excited for so yeah looking forward to end of april and i guess we'll 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 see you then manchester orchestra a uh, bit of a bit of a shout out for this next one here we got a new song from hail the sun this is of course coming off of their fifth album um new age feel uh with uh, <laughs> the new song is called parasitic cleanse it's only three minutes and 24 what? seconds which is a short oh, song for hail the sun holy moly i'm in i'm in shock Maybe I, know, I should. Like, maybe I should listen to it. Maybe I could yeah, find man. the time. <laughs> Usually, I just can't <laughs> find. Usually, squeeze this into your busy schedule, Adam. <laughs> I might, but I'm. I, again, I don't want to be over overhyped. Mm-hmm. I want to be surprised, and I, I, I want to look forward to the album and be surprised when I put it on the first time. I'm of the opinion that you should at least listen to. You know, for every album that like you're interested in, you should at least listen to the lead single. So it'll at least give you an idea of what you, what to expect going into it. You don't have to listen I, to all five singles that every fucking band puts out, you know, <laughs> leading up to every album. But like, at least you should at least listen to the lead single. I've made that mistake more than once, nearly 20 years ago, and I'll never look back. <laughs> you're a different man now, exactly. as, we'll, as we'll see, you know, later in this episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Parasitic Cleanse, uh, I mean, it's it's... Of the same vein, I would say, you know, I, I've seen some some people talk about it where it's like, oh, it's a lot more energetic than the than the lead single that came out a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, it's it, it's about the same energy, but it's it's pretty funky though. It's got a really funky baseline, mm-hmm. um, you know. But but the musicianship of Hail the Sun is not anything that I've ever worried about in the past. You know, we, we right. I think we you and I both agree whether or not we enjoy their full albums. Hail the Sun, one of the most talented music musical acts at least in the scene today. It's right. just, you know, the it's it's just the the overall songwriting and composition is what mm-hmm. fails to grab us sometimes. But this song's pretty dope. I like the song. It 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 has a good ebb and flow, pretty traditional song structure as well. So uh, two songs, two songs in, I'm liking both of them. Uh okay. so I'm looking forward to New Age Feel. That's, uh, that's look- almost as good as the last album was for me i think it was a two out of 11 two out of 11 there we go so nothing it's 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 just you know it's good going up from here man do it (laughs) nothing 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 but nothing but uh high hopes from now on so yeah again april 16th new age filth uh we'll check that out when i I think this is the last songs i'm last of the songs i'm gonna be checking out though so between now and april i'm sure this band's gonna release the entire album (laughs) <laughs> as singles <laughs> probably all right so speaking right. of new songs we got a lot to talk about uh for this one first of all uh rush limbaugh is dead good riddance um and i'm and, and and i say that as an empathetic human being now don't get me wrong i have no empathy for people who spend their life bullying and and objectifying and you know, putting down other people for their own and specifically for their own profit and for their own clout. Uh, so Rush Limbaugh was definitely one of those people. And he was he was a figure that I've known throughout my entire life, because like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, he was on our radio constantly. My dad, hardcore conservative. He's just gotten worse over the years. 
And one of the reasons why I feel is because he listens to people like Rush Limbaugh. Fuck Rush Limbaugh. I'm I'm not going to say I'm glad he's dead, but I'm going to say that the world is better off without him. All right? That's my statement. I'm sticking with it. Oh, wait. I'm going to release a little... I'm going to, on my social media, I'm going to release a little statement saying like, well, you know, every life is precious. And when when I've released a song, I just, okay. All right. So I'm getting ahead of myself here. Overall, he felt that way as well, that every life was precious. So uh, you have to, you have to, you know, pummel the people that don't agree with you, you know? Yes. Every life is precious, except for (laughs) minorities and women and black people and people. The unborn, the unborn need to Mm -hmm. be. But as soon as they're born, we're going to deny them, you know, basic health, <laughs> uh, basic human rights and stuff like that. Anyway, I'm getting a little bit of ahead of myself. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you are well aware. Census Fail, on the day that Rush Limbaugh died, uh, released a song called Lush Rimbaugh. You get it? You I see, it. if you if you if you mix up the two letters, you can get away with it. And it's not slander. Oh, oh, somebody <laughs> stop me. Anyway, uh, so. Prior to this, uh, I don't know if like maybe there was something in the news where like like oh Rush Limbaugh is like in critical condition or whatever. But like prior to this, like a couple days ago, I remember Census Fail posting on their social medias clips of this song, and they called the song "Dead." Then I assumed, oh, this must be the new single off of their new album, which I guess is supposed to be called like "Hell is not, Hell is Not Your Home" or whatever it's supposed to be called. Anyway, so I just assumed. New single, blah, blah, blah. We're getting announcements sometime soon. So so flash fa- uh, flash forward to the day Rush Limbaugh dies. We get the song Lush, Lush Rimbaugh. And I assumed that this was a... Because the, the chorus is exactly the same. Uh, I assumed that this was a last-minute name change. Uh, for the, for the you know Because it's a lot easier to go back in there and change the name of a song rather than, uh, you know, like, oh, I got to re-record the blah, blah, blah because this is big news and we want to we want to be the first to blah 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 announce it uh so it makes of course you put a song like this out uh you know buddy nielsen a very outspoken uh not always like consistent with his messaging throughout the years blah 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 but uh he puts this out of course it makes a huge stink it gets brigade it gets uh, this song gets uh, um uh brigaded by like a bunch of like conservatives and a bunch of like Rush Limbaugh fans or, you know, Trump supporters and or, or some shit. So on YouTube and everywhere else that this, this song is posted, either the label or census fail themselves, turn off all the comments, <laughs> which is a great sign. Right. Uh, and then Usually. they, of course they continue to get berated and brigaded by on their social medias by a bunch of conservatives and census fail finally puts out this statement. And, and, and I'm reading this on Instagram here. Uh, do you want me to do this in a voice? Mm, yes. Yes. Okay. I do. Do you, so the so so the tone of this statement is like very kind of like sorry, not sorry. Do you want me to do it in like that kind of voice, or do you want me to do it like in a very like professional voice? This is Probably. hello, it's me, Buddy Nielsen. Yes, yes professional. Please. Okay. Please. <clears throat> Here we go. It's a serious matter. <laughs> this is a very serious matter, folks. This statement was released on February eighteenth. <clears throat> It's me, Census Fail, with Buddy Nielsen of Census Fail, and the preceding is my statement. When I first heard that Rush had cancer, I was overcome Mm. with a sense of empathy and Mm. compassion. We are all humans and live in somewhat... I live a somewhat shared existence. None of us are immune from aging, sickness, and death. No matter what we do, Mm. we all have to contend with this at some point in our lives. A couple weeks later, 
after his cancer so announcement, so wise. <laughs> a couple of weeks later, after his cancer announcement, he proceeded to do the same bigoted, racist, and vile thing he has done his whole life. I was not surprised that even in the face of death and illness, he resigned to tear down others and spew more bigoted, racist garbage. Whoa. He is known to be a champion for the right, and that's the right, capital T, capital R, Adam. Oh, but, we, <laughs> but, what we, but what he really is as a champion of spreading pain and prolonged suffering to the BIPOC and LGBTQIA plus communities. Jesus Christ. Um, that That's was every letter, letter. every letter in the alphabet, right there. <laughs> the A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q R. What was the first one? What was the first one? B P O C. A B I P O C. That's Black Indigenous People of Color. Oh, indigenous. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I do not wish death on anyone. I do not celebrate the death of anyone. I do celebrate the movement of the B-I-P-O-C and L-G-B-T-Q-I-A plus people being liberated from oppression. While one less oppressor is, a, is not a victory, it presents an opportunity. A chance to change the narrative and not allow another harmful person to have a pedestal link in the bio. <laughs> a pedestal link in the bio. Wow. Well, a link to the song in the bio. Uh, so, <laughs> well, going was, from that, I you, want Mr. to read for Connery. Thank you for reading that. I want <laughs> to read some. Um, so, so keep in mind that statement, please. I want to read some ch some choice lyrics off of the song "Lush Rimbaugh," which you can you can now stream on. On, on, link in the bio, folks. Link in the mm. bio. Link in the bio. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, uh, but these. Remember, he says, "I do not celebrate the death of uh, of anyone, but I do celebrate blah blah blah." When I heard you, oh, oh let me go back to my buddy Nielsen voice. So, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> when I heard you were dying, I have to admit that I felt a bit of sympathy. But then you opened your mouth and confirmed to me that you're a piece of shit. Oh, and I'm glad you're suffering. You. Fuck! <laughs> no longer. It's a B-I-P-O-S. <laughs> when I was young, I used to hate myself because bigots like you were given pedestals. You proselytize in the name of religion, and it's all for show. You're, you're gonna be locked out of heaven. There's no repenting. There's no coming back. You're going to hell with a mark on your back where you'll fry like a saint. But unlike Joan of Arc, mm. you're not worth the piss. You put out the spark. <laughs> There's a lot more uh, choice lyrics out there, but I'm not going to read the rest. But um, so a lot of conflicting Link. words here. Link in the Link bio. in the bio. Like, <laughs> comment, and subscribe. <laughs> so, folks, I think... That was a song from Princess and the Frog, right? <laughs> Link in the bio. Link in the bio. <laughs> that is that is a beautiful deep cut. I love it. <laughs> but uh, my point here, folks, is that this is a perfect um, example of what's known in the industry as a virtue signaling. Oh. Uh, one who, one one who loves to post about how great and supportive of minorities and the oppressed that they are while at the same time putting out other messages out there that like not because you know that song is not like oppressive anyway but it's like it, it's it's very much 
outside of the message of what he said. Like, I don't celebrate the death of anyone, but yeah, buddy, what, what are you, you doing with the song? You, pig. Yeah, die pig. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <G-O-T>. G-O-T. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, so again, it's kind of hypocritical. Uh, I would have preferred, like, you know, if you put a song out like this, like, fucking stick to your guns. And just like stick to what you wrote, dude. Like the, the the backpedaling here is kind of upsetting, and it's kind of like, what what are you doing, dude? Like you 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 really you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too. You either you either put out a song that condemns this off this admittedly awful man. I admit too, this this man is awful, and and I don't know if it's shameful for me to admit, but like I don't know, I I felt nothing to. The, you know the idea that he's dead like i was like oh okay well it's interesting I've, i don't think it's ever happened where like i read that article and like a smile came over my face i was just like yeah. oh wow a, a little bit of a, of a weight feels lifted <laughs> and like I, I i will like admit i do think the world is better off without him and people like him he doesn't he does nothing but poison the world he poisons people's minds people who are uh people who are you know people who are prone to you know believe people like him like he has a platform yet he uses his platform to oppress people but i'm not going to go out there and put out like a statement and be like oh well we sh- all life is created like well <laughs> i think all life has the potential of you know you know being but he chose to, to live his life in the way that he did and like right. I, and again like I'm, i don't think it's a controversial thing to say like I'm kind of glad he's gone because now he can't poison any more minds out there. But so, yeah, it was a controversial thing. And I thought it was worth bringing up. And it, it, the, 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 the nature of this song and Buddy's backpedaling is just kind of very disappointing. Um, not that I'm like disappointed that like, oh, you know, like, oh, Buddy, you like, oh, you're, you're such a compassionate person, aren't you? Like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm disappointed in, in like the, the overt um virtue signaling going on over here and like it's like it's it makes me kind of it makes me like kind of believe that like you're 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 definitely kind of reaching for clout there buddy which is reason why a lot of people give you a hard time right. you know you don't you don't practice what you preach in sort of way so it's almost like he needs a a, a virtue signaling coach Somebody that he can like kind of send his <laughs> his first draft of his of his social media posts and then have that person kind of skim through them and take out the things that are gonna make him sound like a retard <laughs> and then and then send it back and he's like, okay, here's two sentences and like they just cross out everything. Yeah. If you just take then, out like, here, here, these four sentences here, this would be a good statement to have. Like just just leave in the part where you say check out our new song and, yeah. and, and just click post. Just like, put that's... a picture of the album art and just be like link in the bio. And like there you go. That's all the we're gonna, you need. We're gonna change the name of the song back to dead like we originally had it and go. Yeah. <laughs> so look forward to the song Lush Lush Rimba on um Sunset Fail's new um, hell is in your head or whatever the new album is going to be called. So I, I'm just saying, you know, on top of this, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing a new album uh, uh, release date is imminent. So Might you looking well. forward to this at all, Adam? Um, I always look forward to new census fail releases, but as, mm-hmm. as we know, the last uh, six years have not been so kind to those releases, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens. Not, not, we'll not only happens. was Beck, you know, not only, was Buddy Nielsen backpedaling his statement this past week, but like he's kind of backpedaling like 
senses fails natural evolution and i'm a little salty about it but you know i guess this is what the fans want and you know you got to make your money Whatever. we don't even know we don't know what the fans want or what the artists want anymore we just they, we just we just listen and judge accordingly mm-hmm. that's what we do mike that's why we started a podcast Us way back entitled when. fucks you know speaking of a podcast that we started way back when speaking of buddy nielsen man oh did we talk about buddy nielsen back then too oh my god not really very not very much, but you know, oh. there was there was there was uh, there there was a little event that we went to in 2012 that Buddy Nielsen oh. was also there. Oh, and we did, didn't we? Well, Adam, again, 360 baby. That's right. Six <laughs> oh. <laughs> how much? How much Manchester Orchestra did we talk about? Zero. <laughs> oh, so not so much 360, but I'm looking forward to this. Oh, Adam, you. You you took it upon yourself to go check out episode one of the Whoa. Skinny with Mike and Adam. No, when was the, the, that episode remember, released? Episode one, the Phantom Man Ass. Man Ass, yeah. That was back when like every 10 episodes we would make the episode title like a pun. So the first 10 we had to do like ass, something like, something ass. with ass. Yeah. <clears throat> it was like and then and then the second ten were all boobs. And yeah, that's I, right. I think we, then we, we tried into we tried into the thirties, I think, but I'm, yeah. I, I don't remember. We just kind of knew- oh, no one's like commenting on these, and, and I'm working harder than I should to come up with these puns. So I'm just going to not come up with these puns anymore. <laughs> right. Coming so, up with puns is hard. So Adam, you took it upon yourself to go check out the Skinny with Mike and Addison, Adam episode one, the Phantom Man Ass. Now, when was that episode released? Um, the only thing I see on YouTube is eight years ago. So I don't see. Oh, it doesn't have the actual date. date. Okay, no, but it was it was June something like that, right? Yeah, I might have the show notes on my computer here. So go ahead and uh, uh, I'll catch up with you in a bit. It was it was an interesting time. I will tell you that much. So I mean, and 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 here we go again, telling our little story. Um, You know, I I went on my cross country trip with my wife uh, in in April ish of 2012. And, and she introduced me to something called a podcast that I had never heard of in my entire life, but, but listen to some, some, some of that Chris Hardwick, sweet mama jamma. And I was just like, man, I, I can't uh, be without this. And I was like, you know what this reminds me of me and Mike talking about stuff. And Ooh, you know what, you know what I want to do? My favorite things to do is talk about stuff with Adam. You know what I want to do? I, I've always wanted to go back and re-listen to conversations that Mike and I have had, where we've like made jokes and laughed. And you're, and you know, you try to remember jokes that you said before, but you can't remember them all the time. And so, what's the better way of doing that than recording every single conversation you've ever had <laughs> with each other? Now, if only we can just turn in, <laughs> t- turn on all of our conversations for everything, right? You know, exactly. we'd, we'd be all set to go. So I'm going to go with June 25th, 2012. Okay. That's probably episode one. That was the, that, that Monday. Yeah, um, that kind of rings the bell. I remember the summer. Yes. And it was June something. So the first thing I mention is the, the retired songs list, the do not playlist that I was actively working on in that moment. Like we, you just hit record and I'm just like, bam, you know what we need to do, Mike? is create a do not playlist and then send it to radio stations to get them to stop playing songs that have been overplayed. And do I you know who we are. We are popular <laughs> YouTube podcasters, Mike and Adam. We These had... are the lists you are no longer allowed. These are the songs you were no longer allowed to play on the exactly. radio. And we, we, we had a lot of hope 
that uh, we would reach a, a huge audience. Um, still waiting on that. <laughs> so as I'm going through my computer, because I still have the same computer uh, that I had in 2012 <laughs> right now that I'm recording this podcast on. Um, I'm gonna I still slowly... have the same computer that I was editing this show. and I still edit the oh show God. on my laptop to this Here day. Here it is. It's, um, I brought it up right now. It's 33 pages long. And eventually I had to let it go by the, by like two or three months after I started it because it just kept on going. Nope. Sorry. 36, three more pages were just added on while I was talking. Um, Good God. So, uh, I, oh, I, I have some in here highlighted in black that I've already talked about so, or highlighted in red that I already talked about. So that's interesting. Yeah. But we've man, done a couple of those, like, you know, those YouTube episodes of do not playlist. And then we brought that back because we were, we had like a lull in like news like right. a few years ago. I want to say like two, three years ago, 2017 ish, maybe. Okay. Yeah. We, we did a couple of those and that was, it's, it's always fun. It's something we could always go back to. Cause again, 36 pages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I have 98 degrees on this list right here. The mm. band, the band 98 degrees followed by ABBA. <laughs> 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 I don't to know. Fair, I don't think radio stations are playing 98 degrees anymore. I'm sure somewhere they are. But anyway, um, so we, we banter a little bit about that and the over exaggerated laughter. Um, now, Mike, have you ever noticed us over exaggerating our laughter since 2012? But I, it feels so dis. Gen- disingenuous disingenuous is that a word i'm not sure if that's the it, it is word. now baby but uh yeah i remember not even like episode eight or nine or whatever i was going back and listening to episode one or two just for just to be like okay let, let's let's see if you know how this stacks or whatever and i was like and already then i was like ooh, like we are playing up the laughter hardcore <laughs> <laughs> they're not even that funny of jokes but we're like <laughs> Mike, you were so funny. Oh my God. And, and say we had, there, we could tell like, cause we knew this was, people were going to listen to this. Right. So like we were, we were I'll nervous. Get, I'll we get to like, that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the first thing you say after you introduce yourself, and again, you sound like a 14 year old boy is, is, is you make a Juno reference about if I was a flower growing wild and free, this man would be my sweet honey bee. And you're referring Aww. to me. And Adam. that was, I know. And <laughs> what's interesting about that is just recently we talked about Juno, Elliot Page. Yes. I mean, it's, it's prior connected. to that news. You talked about Juno, the soundtrack. The soundtrack. I mean, just recently. So um, I just wanted to throw that out there that I thought that was probably, it was a very, I'll just put it like, it's, 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 it's not a very heterosexual moment in the grand scheme of our friendship. I just Is that to, a problem? I'm I'm just saying I would let let first of many <laughs> let let the public decide but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just to start you haven't done a movie reference to introduce me ever since but I thought that that was that was adorably non-heterosexual you know now that you bring that up you know I think that's probably one of the best intros we've ever done <laughs> to the show if i was a flower going wild and free this man would be my sweet honey bee right oh man how can we how can we don't do that anymore that's I, amazing I, you you it was like you had planned it all week long 
just so that you could say it on the first episode. <laughs> I was, I remember being so taken aback by it. Just be like, I, 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 I don't know how to joke about this yet because I'm not good at podcasting. And you just, you set me up and I had nothing, but anyway. <laughs> um, it's almost and like then, you were frozen in fear. Right. And didn't know what so to say. I, so I pivot and start talking about the B movie starring Jerry Seinfeld. Um, now this, this was before I had children. So I wasn't like as astute into cartoons movies as I am now. Yes. But we go on this weird, like five minute discussion about the B movie. Uh, and then you bring up ants also being a good movie. <laughs> no, you say this- great, great movie. Ants. Yeah. Ants is a great movie. I will stand by that. <laughs> okay. To this day. I saw it in the theater in like 1994 and I haven't seen it since, but I'm an ant. Um, and then that was the first time you said our, our, our catchphrase, welcome to the skinny, where we're going to cut through the fat of the new stories of the week. <laughs> the food puns, the food puns. So you're already referencing movies and creating a slogan without telling me. I mean, you didn't, you didn't tell me you were going to do any of these things. So again, setting me up for, uh, for for failure right off. <laughs> did I really not like? Did did that really like take you back? Like all the like my I transitions mean, and stuff like that. I, I I could have tried to come up with the tagline, but I would probably couldn't have come up with anything. Especially I right guess on the hindsight, I should have asked you to help me out with those kind of things, right? Yeah, it's it's fine. Anyway, <laughs> um, oh here we go. Now we assumed people we knew were going to be listening to the show. Now this is for a little while. That was that was a fact. This is something that we have long since let go of because yes. nobody we know in real life actually listens to this show. <laughs> My wife we, listened re- religiously for a little while, but because she got so busy with um with grad school, like she right. started like listening a little bit more sporadically. And well, I told didn't... you this off air. I don't think I know. I don't think I don't know if I shared this on air yet. But like um, recently, I want to say like in January or something, my daughter and I were just hanging out, and then. And then like she, like we cross each other in the hallway or whatever. And then she's like, Hey dad. So Halsey's in your top 10 albums of the year. That's really cool. I'm like, and I didn't really like respond. And you're just like, yeah, I'm duh. like, what? Yeah. Duh. Go <laughs> brush your teeth. Episode? What? what? <laughs> so I guess that's, some people in my life listen every now and then. Okay. Well, and uh, so Erica didn't jump in until 2016. Right. Obviously Zoe didn't jump in until December of 2020. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yes. <laughs> and then I know my brother told me that he listened, but that was in 2014. I haven't uh-huh. heard anything about that since. And my mom stopped listening after episode six. Because you're offending grandma. Don listened to episode one. And yeah, that nobody else we know or have met in, in, in person listens to the show. Anyway, we, we seem to think a lot of people we knew were going to listen to this. <laughs> I guess that was the, the assumption. I, I, you know, I, I think that's a safe assumption to make, right? That's what we thought. We thought like, oh, people we know are going to listen to this and they're going to tell their friends and it will go from there. And that didn't happen. We had to wait for the algorithms on iTunes <laughs> to, to set us up with fans, which we much more appreciate now. Uh, which in I, yeah, in, in hindsight is much better than just, you know, you know, listening to what our friends and family have to say about it. Adam, you said the C word or Mike said the C word. So I'm not going to listen to your show anymore. Okay. Bye. <laughs> that's, that's my mom. Yeah. Oh, was that your mom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and your then I'm listens to this, Adam, you should tone it down. <laughs> oh yeah. 
and she's she's dead now but um, <laughs> we killed her on this show so we we start talking about our lives a little bit and you mentioned that you were going to go into nursing mike says i'm probably going to look into a nursing degree at one point yes and i'm going to just say that. right now mike is still not a nurse to this day i am a nurse at heart at heart <laughs> yeah I and nurse they- my family when they are sick. <laughs> oh, you should give them a nipple. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am my family's wet nurse. Yes. That's the degree I got in college. And you mentioned, you know, there's certain hindrances that keep you from being in nursing now, but it's still a goal for yourself. And and then you say in here, but probably by age 70, I'll probably be a nurse by then. So you still have time. You're halfway I'm, there. Yeah, I'm still on track. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still on track for that. So then Mike says that I completely forgot I said that. Oh my gosh. Out of nowhere, Mike says some 41 was his favorite, one of his favorite bands. Now yes. remember I didn't in 2012, 2012. Yes. Oh, interesting. And then, and then I say, what was that song that they had that beastie boys rip off? <laughs> um, <Fat> lip? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, okay. so I just thought we would, we, you know, we need to bring, up to speed uh now eight and three quarters years later where we stand with some 41 uh as being one of our favorite bands like like one of my favorite bands ever and i guess still one of your favorite bands even yes, though you, they are like you, low-key one of my favorite bands yeah even though you had never spoken of them as far as i remembered as far as long as i had known you at that point so just out of nowhere, you mentioned Sum 41. And so I'm just like, oh, what a stupid band. Remember they had that one song? <laughs> they sound like the Beastie Boys. Why are they still a thing? Didn't he die? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and we followed his kind of saga for a little while because it was around that time. Like his, his drinking got a little out of control. Um, like not too long after that, like they got he got divorced. Well, right. with Avril Lavigne, right? Yeah. We don't we don't talk about that until Doc Brown visited us in the year 2016, um, and we record our 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 uh, in memoriam of Screaming Bloody Murder. But anyway, yes. like like that band for me was just a oh whatever Beastie Boys wannabes, and I just I just you know again we've come 360, we've come full circle. Exactly. What year was it that you got into their music? 2015. I oh. remember listening to that episode being like, Mike, should I listen to this band? And you said, yeah, you can if you want to. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember saying that because I didn't think that you were going to appreciate them in the same way that I did. I it think was... I also thought like, you know, because of those first two albums, I thought you were going to be like, dismiss this band altogether right. and be like, ah, oh, whatever. Album number two was one of my favorite albums of all time. Is it anyway. album number two? Oh, I guess the first one is a is technically an EP, yeah. right? Okay. Well, the, no. Well, okay, yeah, you're right. Sorry, Th- those two I discard. So, I, yeah, so yeah. The, the 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 third release. Does this look infected? Yes. Yeah. Great, great album, and they just goes from there, and then in 2018 or whatever the last one was, kind of downhill. But anyway, I just thought it was an interesting, you know, naivete that I speak of. Some 41, so pass, you know, dismissively. So blasé. <laughs> so um, then we move on to talking about our bands, and um, like we say, oh hey, we're in between bands right now, and I'd like to report here in 2021, <laughs> Mike and I are still. <laughs> In between bands, uh, this is our band. <laughs> Adam doesn't have drums anymore. 
<laughs> we still have that PA system, but uh, PA the PA lives on. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, does anybody want to join our band? <laughs> I, I gave I, I my wife gave away my base my base amp for free on Craigslist, so um, we're still in between bands. We'll just oh, put that's it right. That you, you 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 used to have your bass, so I guess you could. I guess you could just not be a drummer. So right. we need a drummer and a guitarist to be well, in this I have, band. I have a bass, but no amp because I gave it away oh. for free on Craigslist. <laughs> well, we have that guitar amp in my garage, so you can just plug into that. Oh, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> there you go. We need a guitarist and a drummer to join our new band. We're going to make it, man. We're going to make it. Just like this podcast, we're going to make it. And our new band, only our friends and family are going to listen to it. <laughs> And then the algorithm will save us, Adam. <laughs> the algorithm. In episode 720, we're going to look back on this episode. <laughs> and I'm going to be a nurse. And we're going to yes. be in a famous band. Yes, it'll happen. The algorithms help so much. <laughs> okay, then we shift focus to our ideological discussions. And politi- uh, yes. like the introduction of our political ideologicals and i just want to point out and i remember this- it was I, th- I i remember at the time it was important for us to bring this up because for one it was an election year and also two like with if for people who were going to stick around and listen to us i think it was important to 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 understand what our ideologies were so when we come up when we bring up like controversial topics or whatever like they know where we're coming from right and so I that was the that- idea at the time and um, it, it was 2012. And according to Meatloaf's Wikipedia page, he said that the 2012 election was the most important election of all time. Anyway, um, okay. we, 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 don't discuss, <laughs> we don't discuss anything about politics until 2020. I just want to put that out there again. Like this is coming 360. That was, is not was, true, my friend. I remember we talked about the free and the, the free and equal um presidential debate that had all of the the had, that had all oh. of the non-democratic republican uh, yes. presidential candidates on there which was okay. actually like that was also day, like, in, a really good episode. also in 2012 and then we talked about trump in 2016 we did pokemon go to the polls yeah that famous um, episode <laughs> and okay so okay we talked about politics twice between 2012 and 2020 before we just threw all that out the window and we're like i also think sprinkled in here and there because we that was was back when we had like segments in our show like like we were strict on like our feed on the plate sound off i think once in a while like i would bring up like a something political in our sound off corporations are people too mike corporations (laughs) are people mitt romney is a great man i just think it now that we're just we we shed that barrier and maybe it was just me holding us back because i do that all the time but now (laughs) stop it we actually like now we can talk about it and it's i don't know it doesn't feel icky bad i guess because now it's just like whatever here you go take yeah. it or leave it america mike just voted for biden so what is what what, what does he have to prove <laughs> yeah also rush limbaugh terrible man glad he's dead dead d-e-d dead, dead. okay <clears throat> so i talked about peter camejo running for governor in 2003 and I went to a political rally that he did at a Mexican restaurant in Riverside. Nice. Um, and, I, <laughs> and I just want to, <laughs> I just want to bring, bring this up right now. Peter Camejo is a dead party candidate, right? Peter Camejo dead. <laughs> Currently dead governor candidate, Peter Camejo died. 
I don't know. Hey, what was the point of you bringing that up? Because because he was like the Green Party candidate or something. Yes, he was the okay. Green Party candidate. I don't. I think he ran for president. Yeah, he did. He run in twenty twelve. In twenty twelve, I think so. Um, let's see. He died in two thousand eight. So no, he didn't. Oh Jesus Christ! So not twenty twelve. <laughs> God damn it! So you were at the rally in twenty two thousand eight. Then I was at the rally in two thousand three during the recall oh. election number. Oh okay. Number one. Good um, God! That was a long time ago. That was a fucking insane long time ago. Who the hell was running for the Green Party in twenty twelve? I don't even know anymore. Peter Camejo, probably. <laughs> no, he, he was dead in two thousand eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of old age? <laughs> like yes, of, of okay. being sixty-eight years old. You know. Okay, I don't know who Peter Camejo is. Please forgive my ignorance. I don't know. <laughs> he died of lymphoma, Mike. Are you happy? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but anyway, I tell a story about how he said that we should legalize marijuana for medicinal purposes, and like I, I, I clapped loudly, and then he looked at me and stated, "But not for recreational use, only for." <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, like, it's a, it's a fun memory to go back to sometimes no young man not for recreational use <laughs> security please escort this young man out of here he's disrupting my rally no if, if i left like then half the crowd would have been gone so oh yeah, i guess so right yeah <laughs> so then i joke about um totalitarianism being probably the most proven form of government to actually get things done and now mm. i want to i want to step back on that now that i've experienced yes. what that might please do adam <laughs> i want to say now lest, you, lest we forget january 6 2021 i've come full circle on my opinion about that i'm like 60 baby <laughs> let's go with i, I i'm going to support democracy as much as i don't like it sometimes i'm just going to say it's 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 the it's the best I can hope it's, for it's right the now. That's what we have, yeah. <laughs> but but you know this this country isn't always like a a fully democ you know a fully democratic country, which is a shame. So if that was the last time uh, we talked about anything that was not music related for the rest of the podcast, all eight and three quarters years. Really, as okay. we jump into discussion oh. of Paul McCartney. Okay, there's one more thing we talk about later, but, um, okay. but anyway, um, but Paul McCartney turned 70 that week that we released our first Good podcast. God. So he's 78 now. Now he's 78. He will be 78 now. And three quarters, yes. Night. <laughs> and he released an album in 2020. I learned that this week. Oh, <laughs> so he did. He is still living. He is still making music. And Mike and I still haven't listened to very much Beatles as we discussed on that podcast. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he has like 75 solo albums and we haven't listened to any of them, but we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <clears throat> and then we shift to Chris Cornell. Did do you, Mike, Chris Cornell, did you, have you, you, you know, have him now, right? Yeah. What, 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 what's he been up to these days? Well, in 2012, he, he released a solo album last year. That's, that's really dope. Right. And I think we just talked about how another one's coming out probably very soon. I'm looking right. forward to hearing and more interviews from Chris Cornell. And his wife sued the breast of Soundgarden just recently, and there's a whole big legal oh, mess. Why? Like um, some sort of like copyright thing? It's it's all about the the band trying to buy her out of her share and her not agreeing with the amount of money, and it's just a whole big mess that we'll probably oh never see these elusive Soundgarden albums anytime soon. Music copyright is a sham. So. Because we, we, we talked about Paul McCartney turning 70 and then Chris Cornell later in that evening that 
said, you know, happy birthday to Paul McCartney. And I say, I, I recanted this Chris Cornell story about a quote that he said on stage that night. Now this is living human being, Chris Cornell in 2012 <laughs> said something about, um, so he said this in concert. <clears throat> yes. He said, okay. he said they, that, that, you know, Paul McCartney is a great singer. He got knighted. You know why he got knighted is because he paid taxes. I haven't paid shit, but they never, nobody ever calls me, sir, or something like that. Like just this rambling thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Chris Cornell would go on to die four years later. Yes. Five years later. Five years later. So, and then I say Chris Cornell was my favorite singer, but I think I'm changing my mind on it now. So I'm going to just say right now, 2020, he's, he's like number, number two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite singer in 2012? I uh, apparently, I was, Fallon at that time. as I learned later, I was leaning a lot more towards, towards uh, Dustin Kinsrew. <laughs> oh. Oh, is that right? Well, you know, Dustin Kensrue has a very like similar like singing style, very similar like cadence and stuff, you know? Right. So, um, and then Mike says about the Chris Cornell quote, no one accused Chris Cornell of being very bright. That was your exact quote. So mm. um, I want to <laughs> ask you what you feel about that now after, you know, of course, absorbing all of his discography and getting into the lore of what was. I'm going to say no one ever accused 26-year-old Mike of being very bright either. (laughs) I know. Um, You're you're only 25 at that time. Still, That was before my birthday. Yeah, you're right. Nobody nobody ever accused 25-year-old Mike of being very bright. The balls were still high. Hello, it's me, (laughs) 25-year-old Michael. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, admittedly at the time, I didn't know too much about Chris Cornell other than, you know, he's the lead singer of Soundgarden and Audio Slave. And your, your, your dismissive tone about him is so palatable. Like you Ooh. can hear it. You're just like, oh, why are, why are we even talking about, oh, God, Chris Cornell. This old man, <laughs> this old musician man. I'm never going to listen to his music or and fall then in we, love with it. And then we pr- proceed. I just wrote here. We spent way too much time talking about the Beatles after that for a band that neither of us have really listened to. We spend like five to 10 minutes talking about them. And it, it well, doesn't listen really- to like the, the red and blue album, which is just, you know, compilation, greatest hits compilations. Well, so, yeah, like- exactly. We've listened to barely anything of the Beatles, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, their biggest hits. So yeah. then we shift pivot. Nay. I, I say, whatever um rodney king dead oh yeah june, june of 2012 rodney king's roundup <laughs> <laughs> yeah my favorite musician rodney king yeah so we mentioned in there that most of those kids today don't know who rodney king is mm. um, it's very possible still eight years later that most people don't know who Rodney King is, but I'd like mm-hmm. to hope. I'd like to hope that they do. Um, so we, those of us in Southern California, should know who Rodney King is. Yes. So um, I, I mentioned that you know I, I do a recount of what happened to him. I say that he was high uh, when he was beaten by the police, and it turns out with a, a, a blood alcohol whatever testing that he was not high. Um, I just want to throw right, that out there. I think we we if I remember correctly, like that happened that week. Right where he was like found dead, I think yes. it was in a in a pool, right? Like in a Rialto. 
in his Rialto home, but he he was uh, high when he died. But he wasn't high when he <laughs> was beaten by the police. Just oh, okay, that's what you were saying. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I and and then Mike tells a story. Oh, first of all, I wanted to say that um, we talk about like racism being a bad thing, and police brutality, and I want to say eight years later, um, it's oh good, it's still Nothing's going fucking changed. <laughs> it's still happening, and um, we should probably be uh, more cognizant of that as a culture. But anyway, America anyway. is a failed state. We got to so, get out while we can. Create but the, a create an exit plan. Every single one of us. But the more New Zealand. <laughs> but the more fun part of that story was Mike telling a story of being two degrees of separation from Rodney uh, King. That's right. Because <laughs> my old coworker. Yeah. Mike Mike knows some guy who who attended the porn shop in Rialto that Rodney no, he King worked there. <laughs> he worked there. Oh Mike knows yeah. a guy who works at a porn shop. Okay. No. <laughs> my old coworker from my first job, he he was this he, he was one of the people who like who restocked the store. So he only worked in the back and once in a while like I would go back there to help him when the store was when the store was slow. All uh, the so, porn he was stocking, the porno. The, porn, the porno <laughs> that I was stocking in my kitchen store. Yeah. But the, no, he used to work at like the Romantics. I don't know if that's a re, I don't know if that's a you know, a, a a widely known uh porno shop or if that's just a regional thing, but like there's this porno shop, uh, adult toy shop called romantics that's in our area um so he there was one in rialto and apparently like rodney king would go there and rent videos and he was and he, if i remember correctly he would recant the story like he would come in like every couple weeks or whatever and he was he was just very quiet it was always looking down just you know didn't mind anybody's business just came in rented his videos and you know returned returned the videos he was renting and just you know came back every now and then so yeah just quiet guy didn't really know much about him and, or didn't really you know make a stink about who he was or anything like that. Just you know. right. So in, in retrospect, Mike knows the guy that sold Rodney King porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations. Where's my interview? You know, no one, I, <laughs> I don't see MSNBC coming knocking down my door, asking my opinion about this, you know? So Rodney King's still dead uh, here in 2020. And to this day, really? He's still dead. He was only 47. Wow. Oh, that's too young, man. <sighs> Okay, so then we pivot again back to music. Interesting how we always wanted to go back to music. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I mention, or we bring up the story of the Red Hot Chili Peppers releasing their B-sides to the I'm With You album. Oh, yeah, the I'm With You Sessions, is that what it was called? Yes, and and I also heard it called I'm B-side You. Anyway, (laughs) Oh, that's cool. That's pretty clever. I like that. So they they released like that's two not, songs. I'm, I'm sorry, just an aside. That's not a, that's not one of the um, recommendations you gave me, right? For chili peppers, not, not the B sides, but the A sides. Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, so and so we mentioned that they're releasing like two songs every month for for you know thirteen tracks or whatever, mm-hmm. however many tracks it was all together. And like you are very anti this model, and in hindsight, I think I am as well because I had to. I waited until they all were merged together as a full album and, and yeah. eventually enjoyed it a fair amount. It's my number 29 album of 2013. Good God. I know. And then wow, Mike, it took that long for them to release all of it. Yeah. Like the, the last couple of songs came out early 2013. So I wow. didn't listen to it until that year. Um, but it's pretty good. For most of it. Um, and then Mike said, uh, quote, these are a bunch of songs that no one wanted. 
And for people who aren't familiar with the chili peppers, I can completely understand that. But I, I, you know, now as I've even gone even further into that band, uh, I, I, I take offense. <laughs> it's 2012, Mike. You know, like I said, I said it once. I'm going to say it again. Nobody ever accused 25 year old Mike of being very bright with his stupid little hot takes that he doesn't know. Sh- jack shit about you know and i mention john frusciante having a shit ton of solo albums um at that at that time in 2012 Ooh, that i never went back 360 baby and here i am absorbed all of it albums in my top 100 albums of all time some of the greatest music i've ever heard Finally, soon to be to mike will be cut will be all caught up on well not all caught up but like caught up on the john frusciante stuff that adam wants me to get caught up on the saga that is yes mm. so many <laughs> yeah. sagas so then we pivot away from music again and we talk about hug a ginger day that had just passed that previous week see um, this is what i'm talking about with the early <laughs> early versions of the show grasping at straws <laughs> so i mean brave brave had just come out that month i believe oh, that's true yeah 2011 you're right 2011 or 12 oh 12 i'm sorry yeah okay yes 2012 film i'm just letting it load here it came out in june 22nd good god we just missed it so i remember it was a hug a ginger day and we talked about how that was and and you were just like do you guys know that adam finds redheads attractive and (laughs) (laughs) he married one (laughs) and we're like we're, we're so like like in shock about this. You're like, oh, don't talk about my sex life and all that. But, but then <laughs> you were being serious. Like, well, I'm just like, there's, there's a lot of, uh, uh, hesitation in talking about it. Uh, because, oh, for you, you mean? Yes. And, you don't want to like be too personal with yourself. It, I, I think that's what it was. I mean, oh, okay. Mike, just, Mike just throws out there like, you know, Adam loves redheads. He like, he, that's all he Googles on his porn searches and stuff. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I like, wonder why your Mike, mom doesn't want to listen to this show. <laughs> I calm down. dude. You don't need to tell them everything. <laughs> Leave something for the next eight and three quarters years to learn about. <laughs> okay, I know, no, since we're going, since we're going full 360, do you still look up redheads on your porn search? I was just about to say i'm not uh, now in 2020 i'm a lot more into mexican chicks i'll just put it out oh, there. okay cool, okay cool, cool yeah yeah not so well, much 360 but okay not so much 360 but <laughs> a little bit uh south of the bordery i don't know Ooh, <laughs> i don't know what that means. There. I, don't, I don't know what any of that means i'm sorry me neither i love it i'm gonna take it <laughs> i'm not cutting it out so it was interesting when i listened to this to this episode a couple of months ago and got this idea my children had just discovered watching brave literally like that week and i hadn't watched it i hadn't watched it for years prior to that to remember how weird it is when her mom turns into a bear and the movie takes a weird not a movie i go back and watch a lot but i just thought it was it's a beautiful film i i think it's animated very well like merida's hair some of the best hair i've ever seen in an animated movie but um yeah this the story it just feels like it's 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 just a mishmash of like five different scripts mashed into one the movie doesn't really know what it wants to be and it's just like 
So it's it's a bit of a chore for at least for me to right um to to watch. So I just thought it was really like very serendipitous that I watched this movie for the first time in at least five years, and all of a sudden I turn on our old podcast, and there we are talking <laughs> about Brave. And it was like, that's it. I got to do an episode about this. This is final. <laughs> it's almost as if we don't talk about anything else. Like Brave <laughs> and John Frusciante and Paul McCartney and Rodney King. <laughs> We've never stopped. But then we pivot again. Oh my so, God! So many pivots. So many pivots. Now we talk about Emma Stone. Do you know who Emma Stone is, Mike? She is a redhead that is going to star in the upcoming movie, uh, Cruella. Right. But Have you seen in that 20... trailer? That awful trailer? No, I just saw a picture for it, and I was just like, okay. hmm. But, uh, Disney's <laughs> The Joker, I think. This I, is like... Like when you when you bring me out, can you introduce me as Cruella? <laughs> and I didn't I know. know joke, I, that I, joke. I didn't know about this Cruella thing until I I, I, I Wikipedia Emma Stone, you know, this week to see what she's been up to because I was like, I haven't seen Emma Stone in anything in a long ass time, and it was like, she's oh, been in like some Cruella. kind of smaller, but like uh, like kind of Oscar Beatty type of films recently. So, we talk in 2012 that she disclosed that she suffers from panic attacks and we, we give like a whole, like, like very white nighty kind of uh, help, helpful advice to her about how to, how to give, how to make it through panic attacks and how we Why believe in we, her. <laughs> it's it gonna be, She just needs to take some breaths and calm herself down <laughs> and remember how pretty she is and she'll be just fine. That's over to me. Why bring this up on the fucking show? I don't know. <laughs> so, so what I wrote down, well, while I was listening to this, I wrote down Emma Stone suffers from panic attacks. And I'm thinking like, I haven't heard anything about Emma Stone in like eight years. So I wrote down maybe dead now. <laughs> and then I proceeded to look her up and then saw this picture of her as Corilla DeVille 2021. And I was like, Oh, she's still working. Okay. <laughs> she's still making movies, you know, doing what she does best. Now Good is she her. still Mike's one of Mike's like go to, uh, you know, actresses of uh, attraction is a real question because we had a big discussion about whether she was actually attractive or not on that episode whoa 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 whoa, whoa. I, I don't recall this you don't think she's attractive we we, we had been discussing this for <gasps> years prior before starting the podcast that i've never found her that attractive and you were very much opposed to that idea um I, yeah well, 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 well tell me how you feel then and we'll go from there i still don't think she's that attractive I, uh, what I is it about like I just, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't see her as an attractive person. <laughs> I don't see how you don't see that she's not an attractive. I think she's a, I think she's like, not only is she attractive and not to get all white nighty. Cause like, Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Deep breath and stone and remember you're so pretty. <laughs> no, but I think she's also like, like from what I've seen in like interviews and you know her her humanitarian work as well too. Like she's very like an empathetic person too, and she just seems like a, a like she just seems like she has a big heart as well. So oh, she just go. seems like somebody like I that I, I I think would be fun to hang out with as well. Who's okay. also who also happens to be quite attractive. Quite attractive. Okay. Well, I I I. I don't agree. Anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm glad she's doing the humanitarian work because we need more humanitarian works out there. We need more humanitarians out there. You're right. absolutely right. So then pivot. 
so many of it. Back to music, baby. This is where the this is where the podcast just takes off right here. This is where, where we, we like twenty five minutes into the podcast. We're, we're, we're literally like seven minutes in right now. Yeah, baby, <laughs> that's right. Um, now thrice show twenty twelve. Ooh, so um, they're uh, they're farewell they're, tour, right? They're dead and gone tour of 2012 never ever be back (laughs) so we tell the entire story of that um of that show at the where where do we see them house of blues in anaheim anaheim disneyland yeah um i i discussed how resistant i had been to listening to new bands and how thrice kind of helped to break me through that um and i and i i say in there that like I had listened slightly to major minor at one point and I, and I brushed them off as sounding a lot like you two and audio slave. And I, I, I don't know. Audio slave. I don't know. I don't know. Audio slave. <laughs> I don't know. No, neither, neither of those make sense whatsoever. <laughs> major minor doesn't sound like you two or audio slave one bit, but I said it on the show. <laughs> now, it, now it's true. You said it on the show. Now I know you put it out to the universe. It must be real. So um yeah so we we tell the entire story we talk about that guy jumping off the top of the uh, of the second story and crushing us and um frightening it was it was pretty exciting and I and I, I forgot that I forgot that you know after he jumped and then the security people tried to you know take him out of there and then the security people are punching him and like <laughs> there's like why did you do that you could have been hurt as they're punching him you know to to get him to leave the venue anyway <laughs> folks also um, this this show was also recorded, um, not by us, but uh, but by um, the band's label, who was Vagrant at the time, and they released the they released the live recording of this as a farewell kind of compilation thing. So you and you can hear Dustin in that. Uh, uh, I I can't remember the song that they played where that guy jumped off the second floor. It was dead, it was a uh, Phoenix Ignition. It was Phoenix. Yeah. So so towards the end of like disc two or whatever. So. You can hear Dustin like on the microphone, like, "Yeah, it looks like like please take care of one another." It looks like somebody already got hurt over there. <laughs> so, he, so we were at that show that got recorded and was released as a as a as a farewell compilation or whatever. It's very interesting stuff. So, um, but we 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 had a you can see that our our desire to be in a podcast was starting to come out by the time we got to this section of the show. We're like, okay, we're talking about music is <laughs> one of our favorite things to do. Is more fun than talking about dead Rodney King and his porn <laughs> and his porn addiction. Porn habits. Yeah. <laughs> so we we mentioned uh, Oh Brother and Animals as Leaders opening that that show and. Not not much to be heard from those two bands any longer. Although Animals as Leaders seems to be uh, still together, but they haven't had an album since 2016. Oh, did so, you look them up? Yes. Oh, neat. And I know that the 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 lead guitar player, the the black guy, his mm-hmm. name is Tosin Abasi. Okay. He did the guitar parts for some movie. And now oh, I can't really? remember what it was. I think I saw it on their Facebook page, but um, yeah, it was. Oh, oh, it was for, for the new Bill and Ted's movie. Like all of oh, the, that's so cool. All all of the like little guitar, you know, like, kind of stuff, the licks and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's dope. apparently he was the one who did all that stuff. So yeah. anyway, we never listened to this band, even though we weren't too excited by them. 
Well, yeah, well, it, folks, if you don't know, like Animals as Leaders is a uh, is an instrumental, like kind of genty kind of band. So they don't they don't have a lead singer. So like all of their the the the, the enjoyment you get out of listening to this band is all from the licks and like you know the the the, the lead guitar is just kind of taking you to a place and even their even their set was like very psychedelic and stuff too because they had like visuals up, up on up, up on the stage do you remember that i don't it's it was like time. um so they had like um screen uh screen projectors like behind i think probably both the the, the bassist and the guitarist and then like there was a rear projector and it was like psychedelic imagery and stuff going on behind them Oh, I'll take your word for it. It's okay. long that was, since that was one of my yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, again, it was you know eight years ago. But that was yeah, the so, that was the last time that I didn't ever listen. I didn't listen to the opening bands before going to a show because oh, I was yeah. like, I'm done with watching bands I've never heard of, uh, and standing there waiting for their epic long sets to end. <laughs> so, um, so we talked about that, and then we talked about Warp Tour 2012. Everybody's oh, first Warp Tour. Everybody's favorite Warp Tour. Uh, as for my what I, what I remember, that, that was a great <laughs> that was a great lineup for that warp tour. I remember. So this is where we saw senses fail, and mm. and and Buddy comes out in his little tiny shorts, and he's like, "I don't care if you like men, women, transsexuals, animals, children, all of the above. This next song called War Paint." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was before Buddy Nielsen kind of cleaned up. Yeah. <laughs> So I apparently I say terrible things about Senses Fail because he I, was, I was also not sounding the best because again this is before he cleaned up and he was sounding pretty bad and it, you know. it was more I had already absorbed all of their albums and I definitely liked a fair amount of it but uh, okay. Life is Not a Waiting Room was never the album that I went to uh, to to enjoy so um, so I say a lot of bad things about that album but. Otherwise, it's it's not that bad, um, and yes, yeah, so we talk about that. We talk about seeing the used and the 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 the, the half-assed approach to that set, yeah. and then and we talk about pierce the veil for the first time in our entire lives, Mike. Oh. Um, so Mike says terrible things about pierce the veil. I wrote here on my paper because yes. uh, <laughs> in twenty twelve collide with I was the sky. Also not was a like, huge fan of those band, especially with their early records i know those i know a lot of our listeners like those early records me not a huge fan um and then now all of a sudden you've pivoted on that and you're just like i can't wait for this Pierce the is a great album I, I will stand by it misadventures can't the wait. drummer is probably a sexual deviant but great album probably anyway <laughs> so we talked about that and um you mentioned that there was great weather that day in 2012. Now I don't remember ever going to warp tour and having it be great weather, including in 2012, but you, well, you that, did that, say that, that was your first warp tour. Um, yes. and it wasn't my first warp tour warp tours. I've been to prior to that day were much hotter, much drier. It was still hot and dry, but like <laughs> not as bad as a, uh, you know, previous I, warp tours. So I, I guess that was my basis of comparison. The main thing I remember was they had like the the, the slip and slide thing that you Whee! went you went through and oh, because yeah. it was so freaking hot. And then I remember watching Pierce the Veil, and there were people walking around with buckets of water and like super stokers. Yeah, and you could, they just spray us right, right in front of our faces. I love I think it. You can pay them a dollar and they'll like spray you down. <laughs> so I'm like, that doesn't remind me of it being great weather. <laughs> hey man, when you're soaking wet on a hot day. It feels great. <laughs> I don't know where you were. 
There was like the six foot five, you know, 300 pound guy. I remember just like he put his hands up as he was being sprayed and he was just going, oh yeah, I love this. <laughs> this is my time. I'm listening to Pierce the Veil in the background. I'm 14 years old and I'm getting sprayed with water. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 got, I went in front of them too. And I just like, I stepped in front of them. I shot them the peace sign. I had my, I had my like wayfarers on. Or not my wayfarers, my my uh, my aviators on, and I had my, whatever band shirt I had on, and like all three of them like sprayed me, and I give them a thumbs up, and then they stopped spraying me, and I'm like, yeah, you're like, life you're supposed, to, you're supposed to pay us now, sir. And you're like, I'm only 25 years old, I don't have any money. What do, you, what do, you, what do you think I'm made of money? I'm 25. So we we talk about the fun of the bless the fall set, and we talk about Joseph uh, get getting his uh, wallet and 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 keys, keys? and respiratory license and mom's moisturizer uh stolen from his backpack during that set a mom's um, moisturizer that was like that that's going too far you can I think, steal a man's keys you can steal a man's wallet <laughs> you can even steal a man's respiratory license card but you steal your mom's a man's mother's moisturizer right and far. but then you say and you set yourself up for a perfect joke that we didn't capitalize but you say and when we got Back to Joseph's house, his mom chewed him out for his mom chewed him out. And then you leave it at that and you leave it open. And then I, what I should have said, and then she yelled at him about the moisturizer. So <laughs> anyway. Well, now we can eight years later. Right. Make that joke. <laughs> make that joke. <clears throat> so, and then I proceed to make several disparaging comments about iPhones. Um, and then that's pretty much where the podcast ends. Nice. Right nice. <laughs> so, like, cause, cause Joe loses his iPhone and then I'm just like, I don't even know why people need iPhones. I've been getting along just fine without one all these years. And, um, so <laughs> I, I, Adam I, busts out his Nokia brick. <laughs> do, 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 right. do, do. Um, so I just thought like, like it, it doesn't fit in this world. So I, 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 it's, it's part of the cringe factor of that episode. And then like an hour and 27 minutes has gone by and we're just like, I guess we'll stop recording now. And, um, and <laughs> we say, even if you don't listen to this, we're going to keep doing these. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> hey baby, if it, you know, that's, that's the one lesson to take away from episode one, you know, <laughs> to this day, even right. if you don't listen to it, we're still going to do it. <laughs> still going to do it. And it's, uh, should be our new tagline. <laughs> I think I, I, I think there's a consent factor in there, but if you if you oh, read Rush Limbaugh's uh, Wikipedia page, there's a whole section about his version of what consent was. So maybe that'll yeah. fit. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that is us 360. My wow, man. how we've grown. We mentioned nothing about children or just a little tiny bit about having wives. I think we were still trying to like, just in case like some hot girls were out there, like we don't want to play it off. Like we're, we're taking just right in case now. Emma Stone was listening. You know, <laughs> she's so pretty and so talented. You just got just calm down a little, Emma Stone. Take a breath. You know, relax. Remember, you're so pretty. <laughs> Take like 16 Adivans, you'll be just fine. Because <laughs> remember, we were famous podcasters back in 2012. Emma Stone was bound to listen to it. Exactly. So, uh, and, and, and the, the pace of my voice, I talk really, really fast. Like I'm on a bunch of Coke the whole time. <laughs> Again, we were both nervous and I think it was very apparent how nervous we were back then. We, we, we definitely loosened up. Like there, there are some episodes where I'm still like, nervous and i can hear it in my voice but you know but but we've come such a long way as far as like nerves and being comfortable with both one another and both 
uh, you know, what we say and what we share on the show. Like for fuck's sake, like how many times have we like bared our hearts and souls on this show at this point? Like, we would have never done that exactly. in 2012, right? No way. It's like, let's just keep laughing and talking really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, it's so funny. <laughs> That's what the kids want to hear. <laughs> well, all, all that's oh, missing God. is this for this to be on on YouTube and for the thumbnail to be like both of us like whoa, like shocked with like a giant red circle around some bullshit. <laughs> like, right, right. Mike oh. and Adam listen to episode one of the Skinny with Mike and Adam. <laughs> they listen in all caps, right? <laughs> right. Smash that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button. Hit that bell. Be part of the notification squad. Yeah, we sure are. We're notified every time. I'm so glad we never went down that <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> oh man, we did make a make a documentary once, but that was we did. We did a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we'll we'll walk through that another episode, I guess, on yeah. the 10, 10 year anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for, oh yeah, it's coming up. Oh my sweet Lord. <laughs> no, in, in six years. Yeah. It's coming up. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. yeah. All of the documentary. Okay. Yeah. The but uh, yeah, but thank you for going through all that. You know, it, 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 it honestly, if you asked me to do it, it, pretty, it would, the cringe factor would have been too much for me. And I would have been like, and that's the, that's the first 10 minutes of the episode, Adam. So what did you listen to this week? <laughs> But uh, yeah, it is fun to go down memory lane to see how much we have changed and not just as people and, uh, you know, and not just as people, but, you know, as as we've gotten more comfortable with the show, we've kind of turned the show into what we want it to be. And we've had like some listeners and we have we've made new friends along the way. And, you know, this is this, this has been like one of the highlights of my life. And, you know, it continues to be and it's been a highlight of my week going on, you know, whatever our third retirement <laughs> the third Someday. iteration of this <laughs> show you know coming out of retirement or whatever the fuck we we're doing right now but uh, yeah so thank you for checking that out and it's fun. and would you but after going through that dear for the dear listeners who are listening to this now do you recommend they go back and listen to it for them yeah um no me i'm not gonna i'm not gonna it. Catch it, so it's it's got 204 views on YouTube, which is the best we've ever done. Except for episode <laughs> episode two has over 600 views for some reason. Oh. Um, but other than that, nothing else we've ever done on YouTube has garnered that kind of attention. Yeah, so. 600 is about what we 500 to 600 is about what we get per episode. Good like God. a non like a non um, like top 10 or end of the year episode. Like those can oh. those can go up to like 800, and I think. The 2018 episodes, I think, like those almost got to the thousands, like per episode. Whoa. So, like, so we get about like five, six hundred per episode, depending on what we talk about. So, yeah, that, that's 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 good enough for. <laughs> oh, we have five people on Discord. <laughs> so please smash that Discord button. Be part of the dis- Discord squad. All right, Mike. Let's let's review some albums. It's our favorite let's thing do to that. do. Um. Well, I have what five to go through, and you have one. <laughs> I have one full one, and I have like just the. Uh, to, to be fair, my my work was very super was super swamped this week, and I didn't like I wanted to jump into some more stuff, but um, but I only had time to uh, recheck out because I knew you were checking out part one, uh, Meatloaf with Bad Out of Hell part two. Mm. Just gave that a couple more spins, just to kind of mm. refresh my memory, and also Guns and Ruzies, uh, Use Your Illusion one. And I also have some initial thoughts on Nothing Nowhere. Do you want to do that right now? Uh, three listens in for Nothing Nowhere. I'm digging it. 
And yeah. I feel like this is his, this might be his statement album. Statement? I'll, just, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Ooh. Like this is the one where he's just like, bam, I'm, I'm making my mark, oh, but like, I'm still like, early. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm about where you are too. I'm about to, I haven't listened to it again today, but I'm about like two listens in and I, I'm, I enjoy, I'm enjoying how it is kind of a mixture between like his 2017, 2018 stuff and where he kind of uh, turned a corner in bloodlust uh, from what was that two, that's two years ago at this point. Right. But um, yes. yeah, so this kind of like a mixture of like between like the, the more rock heavy stuff and then kind of the emo rap stuff that we know him from, mm-hmm. from, years prior and this is kind of a perfect blending of that and uh and the subject matter is the subject matter but there's not what you one of the things you said on discord is like yes no no uh no no, basements and no quarantine yeah (laughs) and yeah and we we we're two and three listens in and so far no covid references and he was the one i was the most worried about because like he's right. stuck in the basement what else is he gonna <laughs> fucking write about right, right. so no covid uh, references we'll we'll oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna parse through the lyrics during this uh while, while we continue to listen to this this next week so we'll see <laughs> we'll see and I, i'm just enjoying the change up of the music more than anything yes. so far yeah so. a little bit more varied which is i'm which is what i'm really enjoying for trauma yeah. factory so check it out it came out this past friday and uh, we'll be doing giving more thorough thoughts on next week's episode okay so i guess I, i'll talk about this teenage wristband real quick yes i'm um, excited to hear your thoughts about this yeah. i have them all downloaded now so I'm, i i want to hear what you um, have to say before i check them out so yeah just kind of jumped into this on a on, on a awesome mix podcast recommendation they had an album in 2018 called chrome neon jesus which not not the greatest album of all time i'll put it out there it's I did. I did mention last week. It feels like a more happier version, Deftones ish. It's like not not as sad and doomy as Deftones, but the sound is Deftonesy, I guess, musically. So I remember they, last week you kind of described them as kind of like a shoegaze type of band. Yes, and they have them listed as grunge, and I'm not sensing the grunge so much, but mm. it's just I don't know. It's it's slower tempos and kind of soaring vocals, but not in a boring sort of way. So I'd, I'd say like the, it, it's about a six out of 11 for Chrome neon Jesus. Not um, bad. And you said this was 28, eight, Yes. 18. Okay. And then their lead singer left the band in uh late 2020, I believe. Oh. No, 2019. They, they announced it in late 2020 when they, discuss the new album coming out oh, okay so, so the new album has a new singer then yeah it's it's the original guitar player who's now guitar and vocals and probably bass because there's only two guys in this band now oh cool <laughs> so uh but yeah earth is a black hole just came out this past friday good oh my god I, I, uh, it, it it's definitely mm, you wow you're speechless know. good god i'm trying to think of how it's different um i mean it's just like the songwriting is more on par um there's good hooks there it's it's got that slower tempo heavy kind of stuff so i guess that's might be where the grunge element could be coming in but a lot better hooks um and yeah and the guitar work is really really good and i think that the title track could possibly end up in my top 12. Wow. 
And wow, I'm super duper hyped. Like unless unless the rest of the year is off the charts, uh, there's no no reason for this album not to be in my top ten at this point. Okay, so I know I'm overhyping it, but I was I was not expecting <laughs> to enjoy it this much, and it's like I can't I can't say like oh this sounds exactly like so and so or so and so. It it feels like it's just got its own style, and I'm just I'm just happy to yeah to have it. Well, taken admittedly, it. when you told me you were checking out this band, of course I went in with you know low expectations because like oh really a band called teenager right how old, right how old are you adam really? well you know what's hilarious on their facebook page is a picture of like when they were three-piece last year and they all have they all have mustaches and somebody <laughs> typed on there like more like teenage mustache because it's all like, <laughs> it's all like super thin you know teenage mustache right. looking and then there's like, like jk right? yeah it's all jk i really love your music <laughs> well that's but, yeah. cool dude so it's like Sorry to keep harping on the name of the band, but like, is the name of the band kind of uh, indicative of like what they write about? Like, is it about like teenage angst and it's it's, it's pretty depression oriented kind of yeah. stuff, um, but not not super heavy handed. Um, yeah, I, I read an article with the lead singer, and you know, basically just like the new lead singer. Yeah. The, the new lead singer. And you know, that was kind of what he was saying. It's, 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 it's relatively depressing kind of stuff. So, okay. you know, it, it's, it's not anything we haven't heard in terms of depressing elements, but okay. the, the, the hooks and the guitar work is really good. So I just, think well, I am that. very excited to be jumping into this. I, I already, had, like I said, I had it all downloaded. I was ready to go. And again, because I wasn't, I was super busy this past week. I didn't get a chance to check out even Chrome Neon Jesus, but I will, mm-hmm. I will, I'll, I'll probably check out both of these albums. Uh, okay. This, this, this next yeah. week. Chrome Neon is, is longer. It's like over 40 minutes. This one, I, I think it's barely pushing 30. It really flies by fast. Well, that's good. Yeah. And the, the opening we track is listener uh, wanting more, you know? Yeah. The opening track is like a one and a half minute instrumental. That's pretty cool. cool. And yeah, I, I gave it a nine out of 10 altogether. It's, wow. It's, it's, awesome. It's really good. It's a I'm really, really excited. good. <laughs> so. Glad you checked out. I'm glad you discovered something that you fell in love with. Very cool. Sweet. So let's see. I will talk about this Brook Lane band briefly. Not a big fan. Pop yeah, punk. You were, telling, you were saying that last week too. You were just like, eh. yeah. I, I, that, I know Zach mentioned that Carousel Kings was kind of promoting this band. So that's why he gave them a listen. And I was like, well, I sure like them Carousel Kings. So I might as well listen to them too. And this isn't Carousel Kings by any means. Mm. It's, it's not even I, like sonically. It's just kind of just. No, it's it's pretty straightforward, like bro-ish pop punk kind of stuff. Okay. Um, not not really my thing. I gave it like a four out of nine glaring mixing errors where the, the sound is all over the place which is really off-putting, but I'll just, I'll, I'll just, uh, that's all I'll say about that right now. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> not not um, all, not, you know, it, there's only so much a pop punk band can do to kind of like impress you nowadays. Right. Yes. And they are just kind of straight up, just pop punk or just easy straight core. up, st- not even, even, even core. It's just straight up, like up tempo pop punk. Um, I, I can't, I, I can't even say they're like man overboard. Cause that would be giving them too much credit. Yeah, that's so. <laughs> high phrase. <laughs> like Don't who, invoke who, their name unless you really mean it. I'm trying to think of like a pop punk band that we really are very meh about, but that's kind of where I am with Brook Lane. The main, <laughs> the main, there you go. <laughs> um, speaking of which John O'Callaghan. So uh, it's called John the ghost un- under the name, John the ghost with, I only want to live once. And 
I don't want to listen to this album much you only more than to this once. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, okay. you know, I really like the last main album from 2018, I believe it was, and they're going to have a new one this year. Um, so I was just like, I'm, I'd like to hear some of his solo stuff. There's some good tracks. It's only nine tracks altogether it's 30 minutes like half of it is pretty good and you know there's a track in here called so so that that kind of sum up sums up the entire album (laughs) (laughs) but there is a track in here called why which i could have said like why did you release this but that's actually (laughs) a really good song though so i can't i can't say that honestly (laughs) why is this great song surrounded by a bunch of mess songs right so yeah, that's uh, everything except let's we can talk about meatloaf, baby, because uh, I, I, our discussion of meatloaf a couple weeks ago got uh, muted by my children who muted my microphone before I started recording it. <laughs> so, yeah, go back to 2012. Why do we have kids? <laughs> didn't realize it until later. Um, but yeah, okay, so meatloaf. So you went back and checked out Bad Out of Hell one which you the original you've never heard before no 1977 i never went back and listened to that album but 1994 i was all over bad out of hell two thanks to uh that hit song i would do anything for love and then mm-hmm. my uncle rocking out to that cassette in the summer of 1994 and it was i remember like we would only get through about the first two songs before we would arrive at our destination so like i never heard the rest of the album right, because until, those songs are so fucking long <laughs> i know so i i i don't know if i bought it my mom bought it for me whatever and then this was always an album i would put on when i was playing my my super street fighter 2 um and the album like i would beat the entire game within an hour and Hell then yeah. I would usually turn off the album at that point, but I realized I never really listened to the last couple of tracks on the album, let alone maybe even track nine. I didn't listen to very much uh, for, for a long, long time, but tracks one through eight. Oh boy. Those are some of the most epic, epic songs. I feel like you cannot appreciate my chemical romance unless you have listened to Jim Steinman. It's like, this is, this is a natural progression that needs to happen in, in the grand scheme of life here, because these songs are so over the top, but so intrinsically composed. Um, yeah. The production level on bad out of hell too is phenomenal Whew, for uh, 1993. The, yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Lots of money went into that. So, one. Yeah. So the same thing for bad for part one, like the production levels are good. Like just like out of, out of, it's like not, out of no, it's not 1990, 1993 good. It's definitely, it sounds like the seventies. Of course, you're listening to it transposed from vinyl, um, into the re-released version from 2012, which apparently okay. was when, um, so yeah, going, and that album is only seven tracks in like 45 minutes. Um, but epic. That's an, that's an EP <laughs> compared to part two. Pretty Jesus. much. But yes, Bad Out of Hell 1 has the incredible uh, spoken word thing that uh, Weegs posted for us for uh, um, that track. It's comparison to Creeper. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, and, it, and it's just, like you like you say they lean into it <laughs> they they don't hold back yeah they're like unashamed you know they're unashamed yes. like they know this is a rock opera mm-hmm. and they're just gonna they're gonna rock opera the shit out of this right so uh you took the words right out of my mouth that was the beginning of that song so that's track two so it's still this one still sounds like the 70s um jim steinman wrote all the songs meatloaf sang all the songs um todd rundgren plays guitar on it and then i learned came to find out 
Max Weinberg plays drums on Max on, Weinberg from the Max Weinberg seven. Yes. But he's only on three of the seven tracks. Oh, but, and, uh, right. and Roy Bitten piano player also for Bruce Springsteen's E street band plays nice. piano, piano on, on every song except track seven. So I, I just, I, I need, it was 1990. If this was 1977, then yeah, like riding high with their, with their musicianship. Like, like this is like peak, right? Like, peak. like this is like when they were like first, like getting super famous. Mm-hmm. So it has that nostalgia element because these are a bunch of 30 year olds. Excuse me. <laughs> these are a bunch of 30 year olds writing songs about like you know all of the ins and outs of being a teenager so it has like that nostalgia brian fallon factor in the storytelling that i really enjoyed at the same time it's mixed in with some like kind of normal 70s sounding tracks that aren't very good like uh all revved up and no place to go is just like eh, okay and uh what was the other one that i so this, so this album's like a lot less like concept album than part two then is that right? Am I, yeah. am I sound? Does does that sound right? I, 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 it's very concept. You can make a concept out of it being like a dramatic teenager kind of angsty thing, mm. and you know about sex, drugs, and rock and roll kind of stuff, but and like over the top emotions and all that. So um, yeah, that, like I, I enjoyed that. The the bat out of hell track is so good. As a 1977, you know, nearly 10 minute epic song. Um, so I, I would say if you like Bad Out of Hell 2, you'd probably like Bad Out of Hell 1 quite a bit. Okay. It, it goes by a lot faster. <laughs> yeah. Nearly like half its length. So um, so track three and four were the were the two tracks I didn't really care for. I thought they were just kind of kind of middle of the road, but two out of three ain't bad was like a huge song for for them. And it was like a big ballad and like it's it's got a good hook. Uh, I found myself singing along to that song. Were you familiar with that one? It's a pretty popular song. Not off the top of my head, no. Okay. And then Paradise by the Dashboard Light. I had seen a live version of that back in the '90s when I was like watching Meatloaf related things, and that song is so freaking crazy and like hilarious and awesome and over the top and i don't know how much of it you had heard uh in the past but i don't believe i'm very because i you know even prior to listening to bad out of hell too like i'm not familiar with meatloaf's music okay like that so like i I, but it's it's i might have heard a chorus here and there because it's Um, a duet between him and and the female and it's it's totally like two teenagers that are just like should we have sex should we not have sex should we have (laughs) and it's and 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 when they do it live and there's like there's a baseball play-by-play thing with uh, the yankees um play-by-play announcer and he does a whole thing of just like oh here he goes he's going first oh he had to line drive up the middle oh, he's rounded first he's going for second oh look at that now he's going for third oh it looks like he's gonna score and then it's like it just builds and builds and builds and then she just comes out with stop right there and then like and the song totally shifts and then she goes into like if we're gonna do this like you have to love me forever and then he and then he goes into like a whole like i don't know if i want to do this kind of thing and it just it's such a good song i had no idea i had never and it's you know eight and a half minutes long and it's in three different parts and it's it's that's a rock opera right there right and i couldn't help but like enjoy it and laugh at the same time (laughs) so um 
but yeah, so I, 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 and when they do it live, I mean, with him and the female and they're like, they're like making out and like going for it. And you actually, like, I remember thinking like, are they going to have sex like right here on stage? Because <laughs> they seem to be really, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so it's one of his most popular songs. And now like you, you get all, I get all the jokes that I've been hearing through the years. Like I've just heard that song referenced in so many jokes about unlikely couples doing that song for karaoke and i'm like oh i totally get it now <laughs> so I, i'll leave it at that i gave it a five out of seven it still sounds like the 70s i'm i'm hesitant to go listen to more meatloaf um because well, it like, sounds like at least part one is worth checking out especially yes. you know like like we discussed and lost to the ether a couple weeks ago right since i really enjoyed bad out of hell part two again exactly. It's super bloated, and I'm not gonna. It, and I still feel that way. I would have loved, like one of the, one of the things I really wanted to hammer home was like I would have loved to have like an uh, like a quote unquote album version, and then right. supplement that with this like the live rock opera version. Right, like, that would have been a lot more kind of palatable. They, they just went for it. it. Oh yeah, they went for <laughs> it. It's, but you know, I'm not gonna fault it because you know it's it was most likely written to be a rock opera. It is a rock opera in every sense of the word. I mean, there's like orchestral elements. Every song is big and bombastic. There's like 12 choruses in like some of these songs, you know, and it's super repetitive and like it's it's big and like the production is big and it, and, and like meatloaf is just meatloaf and the fuck out of the vocals and and you know and there's and, you know and then, then there's of course there's the concept of it and right. then there's like the the spoken word wasted youth track that's just Whew. so fucking amazing like you prepped exactly. me for that <laughs> but i had no idea just how amazing right that intro <laughs> or transitional track really is because mm-hmm. like, that bleeds into everything ladder than everything else right and, which is probably one of the greatest songs i think i've ever heard in my life i mean yeah i, yeah. I can't like listen to that song without being so excited and wanting to sing along and then you know the bridge hits and i'm just like yes <laughs> yeah gigantic solos and you know gi- you know gigantic bridges and the choruses are just louder than life and yep. my gosh like I, I i i i i'm not very familiar with like rock operas you know like true rock operas i know mm-hmm. uh, welcome to the black parade or the black parade is kind of like an homage to rock operas um right and I can't, well, I guess, uh, and, and so is like American Idiot. So that's kind of my extent. Right, right. And this is yeah, that, so different and bigger than those yeah. albums are. <laughs> yeah, so this is like, this, this is a rock opera in every sense of the word too. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, so my familiarity with this type of album is very limited. But uh, I mean, you know, for, for as much as like you and I like comedy, like this is this has just enough comedic elements, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, you know, to keep it interesting. Because if this was just like a super like take, mar- take we take our, we're taking ourselves super serious and it's like close to two hours long and it's like mm-hmm. and everything's big on the basket. We're so fucking big and we're the biggest fucking band. And we're the greatest fucking band in the world. Like I would have definitely like tapped right. out like twenty minutes into it, like okay, fucking get it. But like because this is like this has comedic elements because it's trying to tell a story because the. It, each song has its own concept and it, it's larger than life. And, you know, going back oh, and, and rebooting it this past week is just like, 
such a joy and such and with a big smile on my face, you know? Three of these songs on Bad Out of Hell 2 were from Jim Steinman's solo album from 1981. Right, yeah, and you were telling me that last time. Yeah, so you got Lost Boys and Golden Girls, the last track, and then Out of the Frying Pan and Into the Fire and Rock and Roll Dreams Come Through were all from Jim Steinman's 1981 solo album. Now, it, now those songs, obviously, you can listen to, but they are like the watered-down versions <laughs> all the way because <laughs> jim steinman's voice you know you, you hear it on on wasted youth yeah he's, like that's, he's the one doing the the monologue there yeah that's that's almost what his singing voice sounds like too and he always knew that you know his voice was never going to be what meatloaf's was but he had to do this album because meatloaf was was a uh, you know busy partying too much and lost his voice and they had to put this album out so this was so jim steinman's album was supposed to be the next meatloaf album that didn't happen um so, but yeah, you got to see this album art from 1981 though. I'm going to send this over to you real quick. Okay. Oh, this nice is- dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the listener here. We got like a fucking almost naked. This is like an oil painting too. Like those classic seventies metal oil painting album arts. Right. We got like a naked ass angel wearing a black speedo. Yes. Long fucking golden locks of hair and yes. this beautiful goddess of a woman like hand on his chest and they're right. looking at the moon staring at the moon he has long angel wings and he's yep. holding a guitar oh there it is <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. so so that's exactly what i think of when i think of jim steinman epic songs so uh yeah i don't know if i'm ever going to listen to this album but I, I did listen to those three tracks and was just like uh well i prefer the the 90s versions myself yeah yeah but it, you just can't hold back on like him being one of the greatest songwriters like of all time you know you forget about original that. emo kid yeah totally. Adam totally so all right man i i i need to get running right now so okay. um thank you for listening to this and we will convene next week i'll be listening to the starting line and then a album from a band called conditions and nothing nowhere okay sounds good well then we will we will we will catch up again on next week's episode uh for my co-host adam i'm your co-host mike and we'll see you next week bye discord